0: 20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. talking about swinging or, as it's
1: known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some swinging. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What my three
0: This is a new generation of swingers be coming at you on Friday
1: welcome everyone to swinging around episode 5
0: today we're talking about the jealousy spectrum I'm JB and I'm Cal so before we get started with the episode as we normally do we'll start off with our little lifestyle news lifestyle business. So, last time we left off, we were talking about going to a holiday party and how we we're looking forward to that. So, we've done that. Gone to the holiday party. Yeah, we party. we had our
1: Christmas party.
0: It was pretty fun. And It was pretty fun. As we expected, the female Santa outfits were smoking hot. <laughs> they were Well, weren't you a little iffy on if they were going to be hot or not, right? No, I was iffy on if any, if there'd be any male Santa oh, Claus yeah, outfits, and Santa's, there weren't. There, the there wasn't a single any... guy in any kind of a male Santa Claus, although there was a guy wearing all spandex, like like spandex black shorts and a spandex black top. It, was, it, it wasn't it was christmas Eve or even holiday at all. It was, it was kind of an odd choice, but eh, the guy had a decent body, so I guess it was okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was also like six and a half feet tall, which wouldn't work for me because I'm on the short side.
1: Yeah, it was pretty fun. We had dinner beforehand at a... Bar just across the street from where the hotel party was taking place. That was pretty fun. Get to know some of the couples. Some of the couples that we hung out with. Yeah, I think there the was the what, maybe the like night.
0: ten couples or so that were there.
1: Well, there was two tables, and we were we were at the we were at the, like the late arrivals yeah. table. I suppose so. ten
0: couples at our at our table. Yeah. There's another table. Yeah, that had been there. It was pretty. I mean, you you could tell when we walked in the couples that were we the our our tables is it was in a a regular everyday bar and grill. Um, so there was just normal people at the place as well. And we had a bunch of tables reserved in the back and you could immediately tell who our crowd was because the women were all dressed sexually and the guys, you could tell it all put a little effort into what they were wearing too. So yeah, you can, you clearly they, they were can, the, we were the hot group.
1: <laughs> you, you can pick your crowd, you can tell that there's something about that group. There's some effort group. put in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're all fun and flirtatious and it's a good group to be a part of.
1: And it's always fun to hear everybody's stories, getting to know everybody and talk to people. Because I don't think there was nobody there at the dinner who we we had met before.
0: Only the um, leaders of the club who arranged the parties. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, nope, nobody there that we'd met before. But everyone was nice. And it was a good opportunity to get to know some people in a more intimate setting before moving on to the (coughs) party, which is a lot of loud music and dancing. And, of course, there's still a lot of flirting and, and... just talking and mingling, but it's not as intimate because you have to talk so loud over the music and whatnot.
1: We had a funny realization at the dinner, right, or immediately following the dinner, that because we still feel like we're the new couple who's been in the lifestyle for only a couple of years, but we came away from that dinner feeling like we were the <laughs> the couple who had been in it forever. It's
0: true, yeah. It seemed like everybody that was around us had only gone to one or two parties, or they'd only been in the lifestyle for a few months. And here we are with all these stories and experiences, having been in the lifestyle for a couple of years. And we were the ones who were the experienced couple at our table. Yeah, It was interesting having the tables started. It was
1: probably about the first time where that's happened, where you stop feeling like... I mean, I've known that we haven't been newbies for a little while, but I really felt like we were the experienced ones then. Yeah, absolutely. it It was just an interesting... It was interesting having, being in that position.
0: I'm kind of looking forward to ushering some newer couples into the lifestyle, too, and <laughs> showing them the ropes and watching them evolve. I'm, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Maybe taking a little swinger virginity.
1: <laughs> that would be fun. That's kind of hot. That, that is pretty hot.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the one other thing that happened at this party that hasn't really happened to us in the past is I turn around and there's a guy that I recognize and I realize I recognize him from our... Vanilla Lifestyle. Oh, yeah. I, you, I actually ran into a ran former into a co-worker. Former... That is... <laughs> yeah, it's a, I, I, had, I recently changed jobs within the last couple of months. And, of course, it happened to be a guy that I used to work with. It wasn't somebody that I worked closely with. We just happened to work at the same company. But still, it was like a holy shit moment. My heart sank. And I was like, oh, God, my secret's out. And then I thought about it and realized I had no idea that this guy was a swinger when I worked with him. There was never any inclination which means that his secret is equally, you know, I, I'll keep his secret just as much as he'll have to keep mine, otherwise he's outed too. So, yeah, that is the
1: funny. that was the I funniest mean, my, thing. My heart
0: dropped for a moment until I realized, like, he, of course he's not going to tell me, tell about me, because he's going to have to out himself in doing so. Exactly, and plus
1: it was a formal, former co-worker, so it's not the same as having, worrying about somebody at your current job.
0: It's not the same as your current job, but at the same time, it's, it's a company that I left on good terms, and... I don't know. I could see myself eventually going back if, if times were ever right or appropriate. It's not a company that I ever want to burn a bridge down yeah, with. that's true. So it's not a rumor that I would want to be spread, even though I'm not currently there. So yeah,
1: it's it's funny for or it's easy for me to sit back and laugh at the situation, but I guess it would be pretty nerve wracking to see somebody from a current job or a former job that you haven't left for all that long. It was only. A few, uh, a few months ago, I think.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't quite sure how to approach it or talk about it. I was, my, my inclination, we both saw each other, we made eye contact, we gave each other the kind of head nod, and then it was the nod and turn and go the other opposite direction and avoid each other. And then of course you have to go and bump into the girl that he's with and then have to, apologize for bumping into her and strike up a conversation and bring out all the awkwardness
1: yeah yeah but still it was fine plus it's both of your secrets uh it's true yeah i'm sure he doesn't want it to get out no i'm sure we he don't wanted to get out yeah but and like you said you were you were both in the lifestyle well i mean you don't know for sure that he was but you were in the lifestyle and yeah he, i have no I, idea
0: if he is or isn't
1: nobody at your job I mean, we've been to his parties any... a
0: few times and hadn't seen him before. Nobody
1: at your job had had any idea, and no. and this individual might have been we we just might not have seen him at parties yet, or mm-hmm. maybe maybe this was his first party. Who knows? But you yeah, said I, I you think had... my
0: secret's safe with him because his secret's certainly safe with me. Yeah. I'm not about. To and say you anything. said that you
1: had no idea that he was in mm-hmm. it either. Not I mean... at all.
0: He was always a good dresser, but that doesn't mean a good <laughs> dresser does not equate to swinger. I mean, swingers are good dressers, typically yes, but it doesn't mean if you dress well that you are a swinger. They
1: typically try One to just to either. impress exactly so
0: so that was, that was a new experience
1: the other thing is that we started to get some emails from 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 some very sexy listeners we we've, did we've had a few emails roll in and i can say for a fact that we have some very sexy listeners out there we do
0: Ow, ow.
1: so thanks for writing and the kind words on the show and please keep keep writing and keep sending those pictures
0: keep giving us your <laughs> feedback we'd love to hear it
1: yeah, that was it. That's great. And if you ever have any comments, suggestions, or topics or anything you'd like to hear about, send us a line.
0: Yep. So with that, how about we get on to the topic of today's show? Sounds good. Which is the jealousy spectrum. And we're not just calling it jealousy because it really is truly a spectrum. And and really we think of it as a sliding scale where you can start off with many vanilla couples where you especially what you see on sitcoms where the women get mad at the men even for looking or checking out at another woman mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of the most basic level of jealousy out there where you can't even trust your partner to check out the ass of another girl well i think
1: jealousy it's taken a few shows to get us here but jealousy is j- just about one of the most important shows that we could talk topics that we could have to talk about because i think it's the It's the root of all evil in terms of why people are afraid or concerned about getting into this lifestyle, have negative connotations with individuals who are in the lifestyle, and nothing good comes from jealousy. There's absolutely nothing good that comes from jealousy, and like you said, we're going to be talking about the spectrum from all the way from being completely jealous to the complete opposite end of that spectrum. And then anywhere in between, you can be anywhere in between, and you can be at one point, and then be at, at a different point, at a completely different time. You're not always gonna be at the same at the same point.
0: Yeah, it comes back to your comfort level and what you're comfortable with your partner doing, and what you're comfortable seeing happen with your partner. And I know for me, when we first started talking about getting into the lifestyle, jealousy was my first real concern was I don't know if I can see you kissing another woman and be okay with it. I don't know if I could see you touching another woman's breasts and be okay with it, because it's not me, and it's only supposed to be me. And the more you think about it, well, why do I feel that way? Part of that was because, well, we're married. Well, married means we're supposed to be in a monogamous relationship. We're only supposed to have feelings and touch each other, and that's what society tells you. Mm -hmm. But on a really intimate level doesn't matter do i do I really care if you kiss another woman if you're not emotionally attached to them? No, I don't, but I thought I did, and that's one of the first barriers to getting into swinging is what you are and and are not comfortable with, and what you know how does that make you feel
1: yeah, I think that's a that's a great point because it is society that tells us it sort of guides people along the path of. Starting a relationship and how you should feel, and that person should be only yours, and I—that's usually a pretty good. It, it works out fine when people are getting, first getting into the relationship and getting established.
0: Right, and I think that's how it should be when you're first getting established. Is you should, I think couples, when they're first becoming a couple, need to be monogamous to gain that trust with each other. I don't think that they
1: necessarily need to, but I think most do. I think there, I, I can't say that there's not couples out there who. They're just wired to be non-monogamous right from the get go, and that'll work. But I would say for the majority of couples, I know for us, yeah, it was it was a journey to becoming non-monogamous, but with the starting point being monogamous, and to really get in, I think it worked out best to really be able to get to know the person that that, that you're getting starting a new relationship with, and then starting to open things up. And I think that that's part of where the the problem with jealousy comes in, because there's not only the societal stigma that you're supposed to be monogamous, and this person is supposed to be the only person who's going to satisfy all of your needs, all of your desires, and you're not going to want to look, which and is your, your eyes is not going to go anywhere, which yeah, that's, is it's crazy incredibly to believe ridiculous. that's how
0: you would ever be. Yeah. But
1: so if we use ourselves as an example, we are a monogamous couple who work very hard at establishing our our own relationship, and that's when you start to ingrain this person's mind, and you've got. And then, when you consider opening up, or consider the barriers to opening up, it's that it's 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 that jealousy that was formed, I think, when your relationship was first getting going, that causes you.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I guess for me, what it comes down to is just how how does it make me feel? Jealousy is a, a form of discomfort with seeing you perform acts that I. Like, like, it's the fear of like losing you, I well, guess, I think is a big one. Or the I fear tra- of not being the best. I was the trying fear to- of not, not being the only one in your life anymore. Like, not being your number one. I think well, that's a big concern for people. What I
1: was trying to say, actually, is, is that you spend weeks, months, or years establishing that you're the only one. You're the one that I want to be with. You're the one that I want to spend the rest of my life with and I want to get married to. And so you, you spend all that time developing that. And then you have to throw that not throw it away but you have to learn to overcome all of that
0: yeah you have to break it down and that's why for us and it's not like this for polyamorous people and maybe even some swinging people but for us it's important to maintain the emotional connection only with each other because that's really what our couple and our relationship is about is the emotional connection that you and i have with each with each other and everything else that we do is sexual and we know that it's only sexual and i think that's What's enabled us to work through jealousy is the knowing that we're not bonding with other people on an emotional level. So, I mean, for me, jealousy is really a uh, feeling un- uncomfortable or seeing you do things and, and having like a scared, a feeling of being scared or, or self-consciousness or even maybe a little bit of uh, maybe even a lack of self-esteem. And I think some people might experience and I think all of those things can contribute to jealousy. It's just a, a kind of a trust thing, I think, is, is what causes jealousy.
1: And it also comes down to just having that... Well, it comes down to having that comfort that this person is not going to leave me. This person is content, and not just content, but incredibly happy with where the relationship's at. And it's jealousy challenges that. You're, it, it, it feels like an innate emotion That Mm -hmm. you just have to overcome. That this person, you are so secure in a relationship, they're able to overcome that. And I know that's a a really big boundary. I think that that's. I think the idea of trying to overcome jealousy and issues concerning jealousy is a barrier that keeps a lot of individuals from even thinking about coming into the swinging lifestyle yeah well i mean Cause that, they don't think they can even overcome it
0: that reminds me of our our first swinging experience where we had a big problem with jealousy we were at a, a party it was our very first time being at a party and we thought we had outlined our rules pretty well uh it turned out that we hadn't outlined our rules pretty well so we went to the party we you know we danced with each other and we mingled a little bit not a whole lot because we were both kind of nervous about how things were going and then we were at the after party, and I think we might have told the story in a previous episode. I'm not sure, but at the after party, we, we didn't really know, you know where to go, what rooms were the true after party versus which rooms were just individuals who had their door open, and we were just wandering around exploring to see what things were all about. We wandered into a room where there were a couple of couples going at it, and we decided to start having sex on the bed next to some of the other couples. I think there was a couple of women who were... Uh, making out with each other, and I think there was a uh, naked guy there who's just watching. And Cal and I just started to start having sex on one of the beds. And Cal got off for a second, and one of the women started to blow him. And we hadn't talked about that, and I got very jealous because it wasn't something that I was expecting. It I didn't know how to feel about another woman's lips on my husband's cock. It wasn't something I was comfortable with yet because we hadn't talked about it. And rather than stopping the situation, I just got up and left. I got really upset and really emotional. Cal followed after me, and we proceeded to have a huge argument in the hotel room. I mean, it was huge. And to the point where we were like, should we even be together? I think we were both, you know, pretty drunk at the time, too. So there never was really any question about if we were going to stay together or not. But at the end of the day, it it was a big fight, and it was because... Something happened that I wasn't ready for, and really what it came down to is I was jealous that he was receiving this oral action, and it hadn't been okayed with me. Now, if that kind of thing were to happen, I'd be perfectly fine with it, because even then, I was probably okay with it, but we hadn't discussed it first. We hadn't,
1: well, that gets to what it's, – it's become – as time has gone on, it's become more and more obvious that you just have to be mentally prepared for what might happen, and prepare yourself, because – when you're first getting going and and you don't know, you haven't maybe you haven't talked about your rules. I know for that party we hadn't talked about our rules or we hadn't we didn't know what we needed to talk about. We right. clearly didn't have the communication and we hadn't talked about things at that point enough. And then that happens and then you go, Whoa, hold on and then you back up and yeah. then you talk about it and you think, Well, why did that upset
0: me? And that's where I did something wrong is because as soon as I was upset with what was going on, I should have stopped it. I think that's a big thing that couples need to think about and be aware of is if at any time your partner is doing something you're uncomfortable with, don't do what I did and just leave. I think that was a bad mistake. Well, I, I did that and leaving because I think that made the emotions worse. Yeah. It escalated the situation.
1: Yeah, but what I would say is it's if you can avoid those situations to begin with, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to find out the hard way. Something's going to happen that's going to push the boundaries, that's going to make one person jealous, and then it's going to hopefully like it did with us, spark even more conversation that gets you to be more comfortable with what could happen, and that you have conversations, well, how would we feel if this happened? How would we feel right. if that happened? I mean,
0: after that happened, I doubted if I ever wanted to even be in the lifestyle for a while. I didn't know if we could handle it, if I could handle it.
1: Well, I think part of it, too, is because I don't think you had given it, You, I don't think we either one of us had truly given it thought, well, what? how would we truly feel if this actually happens? Right. And you have to mentally prepare yourself, because there's been things, other things that have come up that I know uh, a little a little while ago the first time you had you were blowing somebody and they finished a little bit in your mouth and that really bothered me at first and I thought about it and I was able to process it and truly and think well why would that why did that bother me and being able to work through that on my own Mm mm-hmm and now I'm, I've gotten to the point where that's fine. It's it's okay, but it's not something that had come up before, and I just hadn't processed. it. I think yeah, it's jealousy is such a powerful thing you have to overcome. I don't think you can just overcome it. You have to think about yeah, scenario. You have to realize why and realize that that's. I think I actually am okay with that, but when it's something you haven't thought about before, you're the innate societal values. Just like at when. At the hotel party when yeah, and, I was getting blown and that was, you know, that was the huge problem then.
0: Yeah, and for me the problem was that's my husband. What are you doing? Your husband's not supposed to be blown by another person. That that started off and then it, it led down the road of what if she's better than me? What if, what if he likes blowjobs from other women more? What if he doesn't want to be with me anymore? It was all those insecurities that started to crop up, mm-hmm. which since we've been in the lifestyle, I've realized you're not going anywhere. You're my man. You're always going to be my man. And that's how it is for couples in the lifestyle. They're... You have to be secure in your relationship and that security is what will allow you to work through your jealousy issues.
1: And that's how it was for me with with you and the cum in your mouth. I have I asked myself, Well, why
0: Now let's know. My preference would have not to have been to have the cum in my mouth. Well, it's going to happen though. (laughs) It is, it's true. You can't avoid
1: it. And when I and I mean, even without even pre cum, I'm sure every I mean, I'm sure plenty of women have gotten my pre cum and you've Mm -hmm. gotten pre cum from other guys, it's just explicit come hadn't happened even though we had been in the lifestyle for a while that scenario hadn't happened on purpose i'm just that good baby
0: it can't be avoided (laughs) we've made sure that that
1: we you know we made sure that that didn't happen with this particular individual he you were doing a good job (laughs) you were doing a real good job apparently
0: yeah it snuck up on me too so and
1: i had to work through it for myself and think well why did that bother me and it's it's at first like well that's very that's something very intimate and it's and then i think well, is it any more intimate than when I'm eating a woman out and I get pussy juice all over myself? And it's
0: although you haven't had a woman squirt in your face, that might be different.
1: No, yeah, yeah, I haven't had that yet, and it it, it might be different, but just being able to work through these things on your own terms, and for us, it's especially for me, I almost have to work through it as it comes up, which is unfortunate. But then you can. It's, it's, it's like making a mistake. You get jealous at something, then you work through it, and then the, that doesn't happen again. That's yeah. not to say it won't happen again, but it's the old thing, you know, the old adage that you make a mistake, it's okay as long as you don't make it again. It's, I get jealous at one thing, then I work my, I mentally work through it, and we talk about it, and realize that all the reasons why it could or would bother me, they're all insignificant and they don't matter, right. and they're just barriers to,
0: having barriers of fun
1: barriers to having fun barriers to that point out insecurities i guess in one sense having this having the jealousy has been able to i, I mean i wish i didn't have in the first place but having the jealousy ha, has and it's given me the opportunity to work through it i've had mm-hmm. something i've learned we've learned about ourselves yeah. you learn about yourself when you have to work through jealousy why i
0: think you can learn learn from other people as well though because there's there's one particular couple that i'm thinking of in particular that we've swung with before where their rules seem to change by the minute on the fly as we're with them where the husband actually asks for permission can i touch her breasts and sometimes the wife will say yes and sometimes she'll say no or the husband will say can i kiss her or can i do this or can i do that and the rules change based on the wife's emotions at that particular time and place and i I think that's a big insecurity that couple that you're talking
1: about they should we had a good time with them we playing with them Nothing ever got beyond there wasn't nothing ever got beyond soft, same, rooms, same soft room, same room, no, we, yeah, we, we didn't even do we didn't any even kind didn't even soft swap with them, I mean, there's too
0: much insecurity. I didn't, little, we didn't even want to go down that there's road. There was a little bit
1: of hand stuff that was going on, but yeah, it's not, but un- even
0: then, it was the husband touching me and the wife. You could see it when she found out she was not, it's not about uncommon
1: it. for individuals to ask permission from the opposite partner or the other like for the male partner yeah, to can, ask you that's can i
0: touch your wife or whatever yeah that, or that, can i can, and, can i touch you really you, you that's a good thing you should but like the, that but to have to ask your significant other but when you when you have change. to ask your own
1: spouse what that shows me is that you haven't talked out your rules enough that it's in the moment where you're mm-hmm. ma- it's you're making it up and that is where problems and jealousy are going to come right. in
0: and when that when the answer changes where sometimes it's yes and sometimes it's no that leads me to believe that there's some insecurity in that relationship where if the wife is sometimes okay with it, but then sometimes not, why isn't she sometimes okay with it? You know, what? what's leading to her to sometimes say no? Well, I think what it is... And that is an insecurity, like, oh, he might be enjoying it too much. I've let him do well, no, it too much. I
1: think what it is is that... <laughs> So I'm going to use this couple as an example. What I think the problem was with her in particular is that she hadn't decided in her own mind. They haven't discussed their rules and established where their rules was. So she was making it up on the fly. And I think it's – we're in this scenario. I don't want to let him down, so I'll let him do this. But then it's – Then, and then something,
0: it's like, oh, I I've let him then, do it too much. Then I – yeah,
1: I wasn't really – I wasn't really comfortable I wasn't really with comfortable that, with that. Or, so hold on. Yeah. Next time I'll back off. I think it just comes down to – not having communicated the rules. Yeah. It's...
0: I I wonder if he... That's an incredibly
1: clear sign that the rules haven't been talked about when in the moment you're asking your own spouse, is this okay? That should be discussions that happen before the party, before the meetup.
0: Yeah, and I I wonder if it was his idea to get into the lifestyle and he sort of pushed her into it and so she was still bringing along some discomfort and some uh, whatever baggage she had, if she was still dragging it along, that she was begrudgingly entering in the lifestyle to keep him happy...
1: Now, the thing I could see coming up where, in the moment you ask your spouse, is maybe something, something is just out of the ordinary comes up and you're not, and it's, it isn't something you've talked about but Yeah, if ta- you don't
0: have a rule currently established for whatever the scenario is, you most definitely need to ask. and exactly. you, you need to constantly be evaluating the
1: rules. For things, simple things, kissing, general, basic touching, those are things that have, sh- should have, they're not something, there's, they're, they're they're actions that are to be expected to happen. They're not something that's yeah. going to happen just off the fly that you wouldn't have ever considered happening. So that's definitely something you should have talked about.
0: Kissing is an interesting one, though, because we, we've talked about this before. Because kissing is a sexual act, but it can also be a very intimate act. It can go either way or sometimes both. So kissing, I know we've had to be careful about with some ground rules because you can make out with someone and have it be completely sexual, but you can also make out with someone and have it be intimate and have it be more than sexual but be emotional as well. And what you and I came down to was, well, when is it emotional and when is it only sexual? And really the best way that we could say it was to use your judgment and don't make out for too long. Yeah, just
1: use your judgment. And it comes down to, for us, more the person who's doing the making out. If, you, if we're starting to feel that, the other person is that that you've been making out a little bit too long, or that you
0: you've been ignoring your partner too. That's a big one. That's
1: the, I I, th- I think that's what it all comes down to too. Is that you're not ignoring your partner that your partner doesn't feel as if they're being left out. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a and
0: that doesn't mean that your partner has to be swapping with someone else there at isn't the time. A that,
1: particular time limit that you want to put on it per se. But if you and your partner, I know me and you, you should be in tune. And if you kind of get the sense that, you know, maybe I've been spending too much time with this individual and I need to go back to my wife. I need to give her some love. And, mm-hmm.
0: and that's happened before. Where, we're, Let's say we're meeting up with a new couple. We've never hung out with them before. So we're taking the time to flirt with them like you would on a first date. Sometimes that can happen where maybe you're spending more time than usual, maybe 70-80% of the time with the other couple with you know the female or the male of the other couple. You always need to go back to home base and, and make sure that Number one, your significant other doesn't feel like they're taking one for the team. And number two, that they're comfortable with the amount of time that you're spending with the other person. Because really, at least for us, it comes down to making a sexual connection and enjoying the time you're spending with the other person, but not so much so that you're making that emotional bond.
1: And obviously that's us because there are swingers out there who who fall a little bit more into the poly side of things where that emotional connection is something that they are looking for but for us we're looking for friends but we we aren't looking for that emotional connection where it could where you know it starts to lean towards more of the poly side of things we yeah, we definitely yeah i don't, don't want
0: to start to fall in love with you
1: i feel like we're definitely well
0: you in, cal i do but somebody else <laughs> i'm not looking for love i have found love with you i feel like we're definitely
1: in need that's in from what i Talking to other people, that's definitely an old-school swinger mentality, but I think I'm okay with that. I think that's where me and you, our mm-hmm. comfort level's at, and that's that's what's most important is where you and your spouse's comfort level's at, and for us, it's not. It's, it is is keeping a little bit of a distance, not having that emotional connection.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been kind of a ground rule from day one, although our other rules have changed. I, our our jealousy story has evolved significantly since when we started swinging to where we're at now and i I think we have i don't know i think it's kind of interesting I, i don't know if other people find it interesting but as i mentioned before i mean we started off where i couldn't see this other woman sucking cow without having an issue with it and now here I am, we went to a, not the most recent party, but the Halloween party we were at. Some woman just whipped out Kale's cock and started sucking it right in the middle of a party. And I, I thought it was hot. So, I mean, it's a complete 180 from where we were before. I and
1: I think it goes back to what we were saying where you have to work through it and realize... Because as shitty as it is, I think the default setting on people, be it from society, our values, our inherent values, but our default setting... Is to be jealous,
0: right? And And so the question is, well, why? Why is that our default setting? And for me, it comes down to initially that default setting was number one because of society. But I think it's, I think it's lame to blame society and only society. It's it's not just society's fault. It's also partially my own insecurity of, like I mentioned before, what if he finds another cat, another cock? What if he finds another pussy that he likes better? What if he finds another woman that he likes better? And I've had to work through talking to you and talking just through with myself that you're not going to leave me. That's what it's had to come down to is the comfort and almost the vulnerability that you put yourself out there and say, you lay it all on the table and say, look, you can do this with other people. I'm going to do this, do other things with other people, too. But at the end of the day, we have to come back to each other. That's really what's made me able to work through the jealousy. It's
1: being completely secure with each other as a couple. That just like you said, there's no fear of the other person leaving you, which is yeah. the underlying fear—the un- that this person you're becoming less in this person's eyes because they're, you know, doing these sex acts with yeah. this other individual that the connection that you two have is becoming less important right and, and, and it's th- learning that that's not the case that is yeah. i feel like every swinger's journey
0: i think the other part of it too is to stop being afraid that you're not the best at something like you have to realize that you're not going to be the best at everything to your partner it's not going to happen you might find another woman who gives a better blow job than i do but It's not going to be the same blowjob. It's not going to feel the same. It's not coming from me. You might find, I don't know if you'll ever find another pussy that you prefer. Maybe there's a super tight pussy out there that you like better. I know you're going to find tits that you like better than mine. I'm not the biggest in the world. But at the same time, they're not mine because you're in love with me. That's Mm -hmm. what makes it different. And so part of it for me is losing that fear of not being the best you've ever had because I'm not going to be. And not only losing that fear but embracing the fact that you can now experience pleasure in ways that I can't provide. Pleasure in threesomes, pleasure in just that thrill and exhilaration of having sex with another person. Even if it's not good sex, just the first time you're with a different person I think is exhilarating enough. Mm -hmm. And there is that
1: cliche, for me it comes back to that, the cliche which I know I've mentioned before but that you have your favorite food, and that's not all you want.
0: It's your favorite food, but you still need a variety.
1: You need a variety, and it's it's working your way through the jealousy spectrum, which is something I want to actually talk a little bit more about specifically, is the spectrum. It's working your way through that spectrum and getting from one end. I would say that it's a pretty safe bet that most couples start in at at jealousy and
0: kind of in vanilla lands like we were talking about where even minute things might make you jealous.
1: Yes. And then the other, the complete opposite end of the jealousy spectrum, which we haven't really talked about yet, but it's the goal. It's what you strive to get to is we've, we've come to learn about this term, which from our understanding is comes from the, uh, the, the poly side of things is, uh, compersion, which is where jealousy is exemplifies the insecurities that you feel compersion is deriving pleasure in your partner uh, finding pleasure in your partner having pleasure being completely content that they are receiving pleasure regardless of who's doing it mm-hmm. regardless of what's happening just the fact that they are getting pleasure you you're, you're getting enjoyment from that
0: right and I, I don't i think i've said this before but i love the male orgasm I watch gay sex. I love to see a man come. So obviously I love to see you come, but it hasn't been until recently that I've been okay with seeing, that I would be okay with seeing you come at the hands of another woman, and it's getting through that jealousy. It's realizing he's having a good time. Who cares if I'm the one who's doing it to him? He's still coming home with me tonight.
1: That's, that's exactly right. Regardless of what happens at all, I'm going home with you and you're going home with me, and we nothing's going to change that. And it's learning that nothing's going to change that That gets you over those humps, those jealousy humps that you always have to go, get over.
0: I think there's still going to be couples out there who just don't get over it, who can't. I, I don't think every couple is going to be able to get over the hurdle because I think there's people who aren't necessarily emotionally intelligent enough with themselves to figure out why they're jealous. And I think there's plenty of people out there who get jealous and then just shut down and say, nope, not going to do it, it makes me feel jealous, that's the end of the story, and, and don't work through it.
1: Well, I'll say there's probably... And I think they're missing out. There's probably tons and tons of couples out there who won't get to that point, but I don't think there's anybody out there who can't get to that point. And I know even between us, I'm the one who a lot of the times has had... Us explore why we feel a certain way, and that's been difficult for you. I mean, out, even outside of this podcast, and that's part of the reason why we wanted to start this up was just we have these conversations together. Why not have these conversations with us and all of our listeners?
0: It's true. He does push me beyond my comfort zone pretty frequently, more often in other topics than sex. I think sexual topics I am pretty comfortable. It's usually other things that I have but, hard time with. But well, it, there's there's been a lot of through, there, throughout.
1: Our time in, in swinging, there's been a lot of conversations about, you really have to explore, why do I feel a certain way? And for a lot of people, diving into that part of their psyche is difficult, is not something that they might do all the time. That's just something that I, I actually do quite a bit in all aspects of my life is, I mean, I have a background in psychology, it's not what I do, but I have a background in it. And those types of things, what's going on in the brain is always what's on the forefront why am i feeling this way why do i think she's feeling this way what do i need to do to change the way i feel or am i content with how i feel i just want to know why i feel that
0: and my brain just doesn't think those that way. are <laughs> i'm a math and science girl through and through so you can see he so pushes me those are, a lot
1: those aren't concrete terms those are you know those
0: right but you can imagine couples out there who are more like me and less like you who just won't work through those things exactly. i think I it'll don't happen think,
1: i don't think that I like, like I said, I think there's a lot of couples who won't make it there, but it's not that they can't. If they were to talk to the right person or. Now you're
0: dealing with semantics, won't versus can't. To me, I was meaning can't by they, they, they've put up their own physical barriers, so therefore they can't do it. They don't have the, they don't have the, the mental capacity to work through it.
1: I mean, that's a classic example of where, where my psychology background brings that in because comes into play quite a bit because it is, semantics but there actually is a very distinct difference there because given i think given the right person let's just say they were to have a deep conversation with a therapist about their insecurities because let's face it everybody has jealousy because of their insecurities and it's usually not life detrimental where they're gonna seek out a therapist but almost everyone could sit down with a therapist and talk about insecurities in their life be it Mm-hmm. anything from daily life to their sexual life to anything. And if they were to sit down with the right individual, maybe the right individual could push them to have these conversations. I suppose so. So I think while you're right...
0: I don't know how many couples out there are going to go to a therapist because they want to swing. No,
1: no, no. And I agree, I agree. But what I'm saying is that you you kind of brush it off that, oh, saying won't and can't is almost the same thing. I actually think there are pretty significant differences because in potential... A pr- the potential is there. It's not being realized. It's not, it's not that they're emotionally incapable of doing it. It's that given the resources that they have, they're, incapable of doing it but given the right resources the right person to talk to the right person to nudge them and push them and ask them the right questions the, the, the tough i suppose questions. so i just
0: don't think that uh, there's going to be swingers who do that or uh, seek out those people couples who seek out those resources just so they have the capability of swinging well unless there are a couple that's in in the in the area where they're actually going to break up because of it which i mean i'm sure there's couples out there that are like that that it's we, we need to see a therapist There's something wrong in our relationship and what comes to light is that one of them wants to swing. That's definitely possible. And I and I, possible. I just wanted
1: to, it actually isn't an insignificant distinction that I was trying to make. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so I think one of the other things that I want to talk about relative to the jealousy spectrum is how it's ever changing. So, I mean, we, we just talked about spent a lot of time talking about how couples can evolve on the spectrum. But I think we also need to make note that you can actually move backwards in the spectrum too. So you may make advances and let's say a couple initially starts off as same room sex only and then they they move to increase their comfort zone and become soft swap and then maybe eventually they become full swap. That's it, not necessarily always permanent. I think that there can be things that happen in a person's life that can add insecurities back that that you've initially weren't there and actually cause a couple to move backwards in the spectrum or have to reevaluate their rules and maybe increase boundaries a little bit more
1: oh most definitely That's, it's it's a fluid spectrum you're what you're okay with there could be like you mentioned s- something significant that happens in somebody's life that makes them go backwards but it could just be the way you're feeling that day you're mm-hmm. just not feeling comfortable with what's with with maybe what you were, yeah. Because insecurities rear their ugly head all the time. In... Yeah, I
0: mean, I know for me as a female, it could be something as simple as I feel chubby today. I mean, I I hate to say it, I, I'm right. not I'm not that much of an insecure woman. Don't get me wrong, but something like that can definitely rear its head in any given day or time. Or uh, I think women after childbirth especially can become that way where. Maybe you've been a year out of the lifestyle, you're getting back into it, but you want to move slowly again.
1: Exactly, and so you. you it's difficult, but uh, you shouldn't be frustrated if if that happens to you or if that happens to your spouse. Mm-hmm. If your spouse is okay with one thing, then they're not, for whatever reason, you just have to respect your spouse and talk about right. it.
0: But I think it comes down to you also need to be consistent with a given rule at, you know, whatever party or whatever it is you're at. Not, not like that other couple that we mentioned that had asked permission every two seconds mm-hmm. where the, the answer was constantly changing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I don't think the jealousy spectrum changes that quickly, but it can change from day to day or event to event. And I think it also depends on the couple that you're with or the couples that you're with because if one person, you know, if I start to feel – that maybe you're becoming more emotionally attached, or, or actually what we've experienced more recently is the female in one of the couples we were hanging out with seems to be getting more emotionally attached to you, and for me that that was a a deal breaker, and so rules had to change specific to that couple because we didn't we didn't want that emotional attachment to happen. There was some clinginess actually happening that I was not comfortable with, and it turns out you weren't comfortable with it either. Mm-hmm.
1: And. That's not something to have a conversation right now, but I think even that is insecurities that we have. I think the fact we, we, we mentioned today that we're not comfortable with the emotional attachment, but I also, that's something for another day for a conversation as well. What would it matter if somebody, if we like a couple, if the, what would the consequence be if the couple, if the woman is emotionally attached to me or the guy is emotionally attached to you? Yeah, and I guess
0: I, I didn't have any problem. I knew you weren't emotionally attached to her. I had no I, I had no concern of that. It was the consequences of her being attached to you that I just didn't want to deal with. Exactly. If, I mean, if that would prevent us from being able to swing with other couples. Have... If, if they would actually be essentially a form of a cock block, that's what I didn't want. So, I
1: mean, don't get us wrong. We definitely have things to talk about just like that. There's always... There's always things to talk about i don't feel like you there's every scenario there's always new things oh yeah
0: after every party there's something to talk about because the most recent party we were at we were flirting with probably four or five different couples and i'm sure there was something that came up that's worth noting
1: because i have to i have to recognize even though we're both at the point where we don't want we want it to be completely sexual and not emotionally attached there's insecurity there i mean people listening earlier 20 minutes ago are probably thinking oh what when, when, when we said that, that that's just insecurity, and I recognize that it is, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, but the, the thing is, is I don't know if I want to be at the point where I'm okay with, 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 everything. E- with, with emotional attachment, because that really is leading towards the poly side. I don't know, I mean, that's just things that we have to think about for ourselves, mm-hmm. and, I'm sure that I mean, th- th- those topics will come up on the podcast. I don't wanting
0: emotional attachment as a form of insecurity. I think that's more of a rule that we're just setting.
1: But why is it a rule?
0: I suppose you're right. That's topic for another podcast. We're not <laughs> exactly. going to get into yeah, that
1: yeah, 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 we're not going to do it right now. But because I'll, I'll, I'll just say this. I don't. There, this is
0: him pushing me into new boundaries. <laughs> we have rules for a
1: reason, and that's a perfect example of not becoming emotionally attached. is a perfect example of a rule that I think we have that we're both very comfortable having, but that we haven't truly talked about exactly why we want that rule, what would happen if we didn't have that rule, what would, and if we didn't have that rule, what could come of it, and what would those outcomes be? So... I mean that's a that's a whole topic of conversation right there. That
0: and honestly, I don't know if I'm ready for that conversation yet. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. I felt like that was a little bit of an elephant in the room that we've stated that. Well, and yeah, and we don't want
0: to be uh, hypocrites either.
1: I mean, we have our own insecurities, and that is definitely one. Now, I'll I'll point out that there's a distinction that I want to make that I'm not sure if I want to be. If I even I want to be okay with almost everything but that doesn't mean that i want everything to happen i because my goal is to get jealousy completely out of my life and mm-hmm. get and be i don't know it'll com- ever
0: be a hundred percent completely I want complete gone i think it's gonna rear it's no i head agree i agree then. that's it's, the, it's never gonna go away a hundred percent
1: that's the pie in the sky goal though is mm-hmm. to have no jealousy and so that would mean who cares if there's any emotional attachments i guess is what that would mean but i don't truly know if i actually want emotional attachments i mean those are things i have to work out and me and you have to work out Mm
0: -hmm. so i guess the other question might be too is it are are we capable of emotional attachment with anybody else do we even have the time or the the you know the time to input that to have that even happen
1: yeah yeah definitely is is it
0: even a concern that it could happen
1: definitely a topic for off the air talk talk between me and you and the whole show i'm sure yeah i'm sure i can already i don't know when that
0: show is gonna happen
1: no no probably after we've already figure these things out for ourselves because i'm sure listeners are gonna be asking us about about that so i think it's probably time to uh, is it time to move on
0: i think it's time to move on i I think we've covered jealousy pretty well or at least our our version of the jealousy spectrum and working through jealousy and how we've gotten through it
1: and jealousy is always going to come up it's it's such a huge topic it's not it's
0: not anything to be ashamed of but it's something to be aware of and to bring up with your partner and to talk about for sure
1: exactly exactly
0: so with that, we're going to move on to some sexy news.
1: Uh, all the American troops pulling out help the situation. Oh, no. no. So if you think you're going to, you want the money shot of them with their arms in the air, you're going to get it. It's in both of their self-interest right now. Did Just-
0: say the money shot? Yeah. The money shop you know, yeah. And Belinda, I just can't understand how something so small can be so impressive.
1: Well, Mark, you would know about that. So today we have three Sex in the News topics that are, two of them are pretty techno- tech, technologically based, and the second one, the last one, is a little bit more sad. But I'll start off with the sad one. There was a woman, Gretchen Malonen from who was 39 in Tampa Bay, She suffered from what is called persistent genital arousal disorder. It's crazy. Where you are just continually sexually aroused. And she had been suffering from that for 16 years. Now,
0: my first thought with this was, oh, man, being constantly aroused, that's awesome. But then you think about it, it's all the time. It never turns off. That's got to have a play real hindrance in your life where you're just constantly wanting to play with yourself or just wanting to turn it off at some point so you can relax and shut down exactly i mean
1: you're at work you're just every your everyday life you're just you're always sexually aroused always
0: hot and bothered and it's that'd be difficult
1: it'd be incredibly difficult and after suffering for 16 years she just recently committed suicide
0: yeah that's unfortunate
1: there was some she had had two failed previously failed attempts prior and this time she she unfortunately succeeded yeah it's
0: it's not something that you think about in the reverse you know there's sexual arousal drugs and stimulants to make people sexually aroused but you never think about the converse of that where you're actually trying to turn someone off so i wonder what types of surgical procedures or medications if anything is out there to try and help people like that it's it's a sad situation
1: the article that i read Stated that the that the doctors believe it's, it's caused from malfunctioning nerves, which makes sense. It is nerves mm-hmm. that make you feel, you know, that sexual arousal in in your genitals. I mean, sex being sexually aroused is emotional as well, but there is that physical intense physical nature
0: to it arousal.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I even know that after I finished with a blow job or you, you you finish me. <laughs> I want you. Off, I want off, you off my cock. Off, yeah. I want you off my cock. Sometimes that's, I
0: try and extend it a little bit. I'll give the, you a, an extra bob or two, and you just cannot The stimulation is too
1: much. And mm-hmm. I liken her scenario to that. Just twenty four seven, and yeah. that that actually no much. no part of that sounds enjoyable. Sixteen
0: years. Whew. Yeah. yeah, that's sad.
1: So the next news item is a little bit more fun. There. A company, a California based startup called Sinful Robot, is developing a fully immersive virtual reality sex game.
0: That's cool. Now, fully immersive, meaning all of your, 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 what, your vision, your thoughts, your sound. Yeah, they're
1: using a, they're using the, I believe it's, I believe it's pronounced the, the Oculus headset, which okay. was. Like a virtual reality head mount that covers your eyes and your ears and um, fully immerses the senses, and it's too the... bad it doesn't
0: fully immerse your pussy or your cock. Because <laughs> no, I mean, what good does no. it do if it turns you well, on they're... unless you're playing? You got to be playing with yourself. Sinful
1: Robots is just the software manufacturer. They're not. They don't manufacture the actual headset. The headset mm-hmm. is like a PC, where anybody can right. develop software so, for. It so and... they put
0: they put this game on it. That you... So it's mm-hmm. like you're being. It's. It... I guess it's like you're in a porn.
1: Yeah, it's it. It could the potential could be that it could be anything. It'll it it reminds me of the. It's not going to
0: play with your cock for you.
1: No, no, so you're but, still going to have to do that. But you could have in the virtual reality. You know what you're seeing is a is a woman playing with your cock. Maybe they have an accessory that because I know there already is a um a computer. Software, hardware combo, where you'll watch a porn and like you'll play, place a sleeve over your cock, and, right, and it it'll try like to that. simulate what the girl's doing. Yep. So maybe that, in conjunction with the Oculus headset, um, which actually make you
0: feel like you're actually being boned.
1: the The virtual reality headset was, I believe, it was only last year that it was um, it was a Kickstarter program that they only needed to raise two hundred fifty thousand, I believe, and much. they and they got two point four million. Holy uh, cow! The technology
0: better be really good.
1: We haven't done any of it. Kickstarter has blown up. I yeah. know the sinful robot, the virtual reality game, isn't a Kickstarter as far as I know right now. But the headset itself was. And Kickstarter, that's that's really blown up in the last year, I think. Yeah,
0: it's, it's an interesting way and a great way for starting companies to get their idea out there and make some cash.
1: Yeah, I think the first time we heard about that, or at least I heard about it, was last year with... Uh, Oh, who was it? Some video game developer.
0: Yeah, you, you really hear about it mostly in video games and software. We you, hear don't, about a... you don't hear about it with respect to porn. No, So I, it's, I it's an interesting way to use Kickstarter in the sexual industry.
1: I know what they have for everything, though. I know that mm-hmm. Kickstarter, there's com- comic book creators who get right. their projects. It'd be interesting to know if
0: there's new types of dildos and vibrators and sex toys out there that are being kickstarted. We might want to look into that. To I see bet there what is. What kind of new sex technologies out there. And any any of you who are listening, who are you know pending entrepreneurs, that might be a good way to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, I th- we should get on Kickstarter. I I almost can. There's can guarantee that there's um stuff like that. There's everything. Yeah. On Kickstarter, it's a great place for mm-hmm. up and coming inventors to get their projects out there without having to go to the with, without having to go to venture capital, venture capitalists, yep. and raise that money first. So, so so what's
0: this third article about? The
1: third article is about a dissolving female condom
0: now that sounds kind of interesting i I read the article as well and and basically what it is is it's they're using technology that is used in tissue culture um to make sort of like a scaffold um with polymers that can degrade and then the plan is to to make this scaffold i in my head i'm kind of imagining it to be kind of like a sponge now you're you're
1: the science girl you gotta what do you mean a scaffold
0: so imagine a bunch of fibers all weaved together to form like a sponge, like a porous material, and that's what a woman would put up her, and then inside that would be embedded medication.
1: Spermicides. Spermicides, and, and,
0: and they're thinking of if there's some kind of anti-HIV, antiviral, antibacterial agents that they can embed in this and then put it in the woman. The woman just inserts it. She has her sex, and then over time it'll dissolve and release the spermicides and whatever else to make sure that you don't get STDs. So it would prevent the man from having to wear any kind of condom.
1: It sounds interesting. It's still it's, it's still just something that the very, woman very has to do. It's still, Yeah, it's still very theoretical, and it's still just something else. I mean, is it any easier than taking the pill or other... I, I, I question if it's any easier. Yeah, I mean, any easier. The, the
0: technology is definitely there to, to create the dissolving sponge. That is there, because that's, that's a technology that's already used in wound care, and it's already used in tissue care for burn victims, things like that, where they actually implant... Uh, one of these devices in you and then over time it'll dissolve and it'll slowly release your medication that that technology exists i mean i guess it's it's a matter of developing it in a way that it will release the spermicide correctly or to release like something that's going to protect you from chlamydia i mean to me nothing it's nothing works better than barrier protection and this is not truly barrier protection the
1: pill example is bad because yeah the I, I said, well, is it any better than a woman taking the pill? But that's strictly to prevent contraception.
0: To prevent pregnancy, yeah.
1: And this is, th- this this is being is designed to prevent everything. To, to, yeah, to prevent everything. Yeah. And, the and essentially, shop for it's
0: not going to stop the fluids. It wouldn't stop the fluids from getting in. What it would try to do is stop any agents that are in the fluids from getting to you. And so the technology is to be there to really develop the anti-whatevers, the anti-AIDS, anti Hepatitis, anti, whatever, from getting into you. Personally, I think just not letting the fluid into you in the first place is the better way to protect yourself. Well,
1: you, this is this would be barrier-free sex, wouldn't it? They, it wouldn't, you wouldn't have the condom in the way,
0: right? The actual right,
1: male condom, right?
0: But I think you're at a higher risk, so you, I think it would be something that you'd want to use if you were with a a more permanent partner.
1: Yeah. Well, see, I don't know about that because if you're with a more permanent partner. You'd like to think that they don't have sexually transmitted tra- transmittable diseases, unless you're You'd like to think a it. non-monogamous couple. If, for instance, with you, I wouldn't want to use this, or I would want to use this. I would, I wouldn't want to use a condom with you.
0: Mm-hmm. It it might be something to to help get you through in between tests per se you know if you you get tested every 2 months or something and you're in between mm-hmm. but i still think it's probably not going to be as good as barrier protection but who knows it's still a long way off i could be well, wrong. yeah it's
1: it's like i said the, the sure technology for the years. dissolving
0: sponge is there but really it's going to be pretty, can they develop the, the anti hiv anti whatever molecules that they'd embed on it's a it it's pretty
1: cool piece of tech and
0: it's a good idea we'll see
1: what happens in a mm-hmm. few years if we hear it's i mean it definitely won't you be you say
0: a few it's at least 5 i would think because they it'd still have to get fda approval so well a
1: few years away
0: it's it's a It's a while away. Yeah, a few. I think more than a few. And with that, we'll move on to our hot scenes. Boobs!
1: Boobs, boobs, boops! Boops and bush! Boobs and bush. Good boobs. Those
0: are good ones. We're like thirty five seconds in, nice credit bush. You never get opening credit I know, this is crazy.
1: So this week we our hot scene comes from the most recent season of Dexter. So we have to throw up a spoiler alert immediately if you have not seen Season 7, the most recent season of Dexter, that just wrapped up uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And this scene in particular comes from Episode 6, I believe.
0: Yep, it's called Do the Wrong Thing. And basically, to not talk too much about the season and just skip right to the scene, um, Dexter is taking this woman who's pretty hot, her name's Hannah, on what she believes is a date. And really what his intention is, is to kill her. Mm-hmm. But there's always been this, since the character was introduced, there's been this sort of Canton miles mouse game with him and her where they've been very flirtatious. And he takes her to a closed-down Christmas amusement park and into a room that's going to be his kill room where he intends to kill her. It's set up all like a giant snow globe. And he strips her naked and Sarayan wraps her to a table. His
1: Dexter's usual Dexter's, MO
0: Yeah, but if you don't watch Dexter, you need to know. His usual MO is he strips his person strips them down and Saran wraps him to a table and he has them they're they're on her anesthetic and then after they wake up he talks to him a little bit before he kills him. So when she wakes up, he has the knife in his hand and she looks him dead in the eye and says, Do what you gotta do and rather than kill her he unwraps the saran wrap and just fucks her right there.
1: Yeah, the the the, the tension's really high. You think he's going to kill her. And all of a sudden, he slams a knife down. Like It looks like he's going to kill her. He slams a knife down, cuts a plastic off of her, and they just fuck right there on the table. And it's a really, really hot scene. It is. It, and I think it's just because of all the sexual was, tension. And it had been built up for a few episodes between them, even though Dexter was stalking her. Not stalking, but doing his normal Dexter thing where he's vetting her getting information on her and then
0: confirming just... that she's the right person to kill mm-hmm. and then and then she wakes up and he's just like oh i gotta bang this shit I, I for me the culmination is when she looks him in the eye and says do what you gotta do and he fucks her like and that's what he had to do
1: they're both in really good shape the the scene is just hot it's two pretty attractive people yep. fucking right there you don't see too much i think you get some side boob from i, there, from I think Hannah. there might be
0: some dexter ass too
1: but still it's just there's a shot the it was shot very well, very sexual. There's a shot that of from long ways down the table with Hannah laying there, and then all you just see is her the v of the a v of her legs with Dexter just fucking, and mm-hmm. it's pretty hot. It got us going. I know that.
0: So even if you're not watching Dexter, it's an episode worth checking out. Season <laughs> seven, episode six. Yeah, baby. <laughs> so with that, we'll wrap up our swinging around episode five. Don't forget, you can reach us through email at swingingaround at gmail.com. no g at the end of swinging. You can find us on Twitter, and our handle is at swingingaround, again no g. And then, of course, you can find us on Feedburner and iTunes. Please give us a rating, or send us email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah,
1: yeah we we've we've had a few, we've had a few people already shoot us some emails and give us their thoughts on the show. We'd love to hear from many, many more. So please keep those emails coming, comments. Anything we'd love to hear it. All right, everyone, stay sexy and stay swinging. Uh, 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 Shoot, what's my ending? Stay sexy oh. and stay oh, swinging. Yeah.